Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome to Season 3 of the Survival Show Podcast. Over the past few months, Craig and I have taken a break from the podcast to work on some important new projects, including our new online training system, which is designed for those who can't attend any of our live training events, and over at Ultimate Survival Tips. We just rebooted the MSK1 Survival Knife Project with four great new blades. That's right, everybody. Or new blades. Go check it out. But with these and several other projects in the works, I'm excited to kick off season three of the podcast with our new weekly segment called Survival Quick Tips. This is where Craig and I will spend between 10 and 20 minutes breaking down a vital survival or preparedness topic in a concise way. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of Survival Quick Tips, which is part of the Tiny Survival Guide Learning System and our full Tiny Survival Masterclass online training. In this segment, what David and I will be doing is taking a few minutes to break down a vital emergency preparedness or survival topic that is found in the Tiny Survival Guide and is now, the Tiny Survival Guide that is, is now Amazon's number one pick for EDC survival guides. And along the way, what we'll be doing is sharing a few action steps that you can put into practice today. And everyone, we're going to be looking at section B in the Tiny Survival Guide today, which is pre-adventure preparation and crisis prevention, as we break down 10 ways you can prevent a crisis before it happens. Craig, you ready to get started? Let's do it. All right, everybody, Benjamin Franklin once said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So to get us started, Craig, can you share with us how being prepared can minimize or totally divert a potential emergency or crisis situation? Yeah, it's all about setting your mind up for success. That noggin on your head works really well under certain conditions and other conditions it doesn't do so well. The big thing to keep in mind is that when you are proactive, you can allow your mind to think more clearly and do the things that you want it to do. However, if your mind is in a position to be reactive, then it doesn't think very clearly and it doesn't make the best decisions in the world. And that could easily put you in more trouble. So anything that you can do ahead of time is going to set you up for success. Whenever you're going to be in a situation for disaster readiness or survival or something of that nature, If you plan ahead, then you are very proactive in your effect. And when you're proactive, your mind can think clearly. You can make better decisions. When you're in a situation where you have to be reactive, where you've been surprised or something happens and you're caught totally unprepared, then again, this reactive mindset is something that is not as clear thinking and very problematic and can oftentimes put you in a worse, uh, worse position or worse situation. It's really good. So let's start going down through this list, Craig. And uh, I'll just go ahead and go through these and then we can kind of go back and forth mainly with you embellishing on each point. So tell someone where you're going, who's going and when you will return. Yeah, those are the three primary things that I tell everybody that I teach in wilderness survival and even disaster readiness. Tell somebody where you're going when you expect to return home, who you're going with, simply because 
what we know from a lot of data, a lot of data is that if nobody knows where you are or when to expect you to return home, they are then reactive when you don't show up for work or you don't show up at home when you're supposed to be. Therefore, their decision-making is not clear. However, if you've set a time, for example, and where you're going, what happens is, hey, you didn't show up at your five o'clock window. Now, somebody starts to get to work and they have a plan for you to get help and they know where to send that help. And one thing to add on to that is it's really important that when you get back from wherever you told them you were going, that you contact them and let them know that you're back. That way you don't have the uh, state police or the search and rescue out looking for you. Number two, establish a rally point or a gathering place for when your group or family gets separated. Quite frankly, I'm about doing two of those. You have a rally point and you have a contingency. That way, if something happens and people are going to meet up, they know where to meet up. And then if something happens, even with that spot, there's an even a secondary spot where people can show up. And this is, this is true for even going to the mall, going to an amusement park, going for a hike. You have a rally point. Typically, that's going to be the vehicle that you left. But if something happens, everybody gets separated and you can't find your way back to the vehicle, then at least find yourself on a road, for example, or near a river even in a wilderness situation. And you can get help to you as quickly as possible. These are uh, just good points to remember when you do that. And here's another one, Craig. And I think we've seen this with a lot of current events. This would be a good thing to put into practice and that's check the weather or news before you go. Avoid risky situations and prepare and dress properly. Absolutely. Uh, disaster readiness is a good thing. One of the things that I've gotten in the habit of doing is if I'm going to be on a road, particularly on an interstate, I'll check Google Maps or other apps that have information on backups so that I know if there's wrecks on the road or construction or something of that nature that's going to delay me. And obviously, anytime you're going to go into any situation, I think you should be checking the weather. There's a reason the weather is a part of our daily newscast. It's necessary. And I think we kind of fly by the seat of our pants these days because information is so quick to get. But I think we need to be back into the mindset that checking the weather every day so that we know, hey, if things go wrong and the weather is happening the way it is, what do we do? Perfect example for me yesterday. Yesterday I went on a trip where I was helping a landowner put up no trespassing signs way out in the middle of nowhere. And I looked at the weather. It was supposed to stop raining when we went. And guess what? It didn't. It just kept raining. But I had a, a backup. I had a backup for a rain jacket so that I stayed as dry as I could be in that situation. Okay, our next point is practice situational awareness. And before you get into this one, Craig, I just want to say that we're doing several of these survival quick tips where we're really going to break that down and dig into it because it's it's a pretty big topic and it's something that uh, we need we absolutely need to be practicing. So why don't you just uh, take us on the surface level? Situational awareness is just being aware of what's going on around you. I think that's fairly obvious by the wording of it. But the big thing is to recognize what the blocks are or the things that prevent you from having proper situational awareness. So that's why we're spending other time in other locations getting more detailed information for you. So be looking for that. All right. Next up is identify escape routes when in crowds. This is huge. Anytime you're going to be in a crowd and you need to communicate that effectively with the people that you're with. Uh, think of a concert. You know, most people are going to come in and go out in one particular location or two or three maybe 
And if something bad were to occur, everybody's going to try to go out those two or three and it's not going to happen. You know, people are going to crush each other. So have alternate means for getting out of a situation where you're in a crowded event and make sure, again, I say it for emphasis, communicate that with the people that you're with. All right, next up, know your skills, limitations, and fitness level and stay safely within them. This is like, this is several things, but I think it represents a good context of like uh, awareness, self-awareness. You know, I was reading uh, uh, some information right before we got on here to to do this video, David. It's about, you know, most situations, whether you're a hiker, you're a martial artist, or whether you get into fitness or whatever, 10% of the people that are doing that, or I mean, out of a hundred people, 10% are the ones that are doing that. And now that 10%, one are the ones that carry it on and continue to do it for long term. So know what your skills are, know what your limitations are, know what your fitness level is, get out there and do it. Be, be that 10% that's out there doing something, something at all so that you can improve your skill set and be better prepared. Take a paper map. Don't rely solely on electronic devices. And this goes for wilderness and urban situations. I've got to come up with some cool saying about batteries dying. I don't know what it is, but it, but in, in effect, as soon as you need something that runs on batteries, the batteries are going to be dead or something's going to cause it to have problems. So don't rely on anything that runs on battery power. I'm a huge fan of a paper map. That's why it was chapter number one in my, my navigation book. So check that out, obviously. But the big thing is take a paper map and know how to use it. That's going to be vital. All right, next up, Craig, take and drink water. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think the big thing is that we need to be hydrated every day. So make sure that you're hydrating yourself each and every day. And no matter where you're going, you should have water. I, I've gotten to the point where I just keep a couple of jugs of water in my truck or in, in my wife's vehicle at all times. And then at the same time, I have a water bottles. So if I'm going to get out and go somewhere, I just fill up and then I'm ready to go. And uh, the next one is... How did this get in here? Carry a basic survival kit? What? I think this goes out without saying with this crew. <laughs> yeah, anybody that's listening and taking this class, you all are the smart ones. You're one of the 1% of the 10%. <laughs> so thank you for being here. We love you for that. But yeah, definitely, you know that you should, but do it anyway. I mean, even somebody like me, I take a survival kit. Yesterday, again, I'll, I'll talk about this because I was out in the middle of nowhere. I took a survival kit with me. I'm, you know, written books and done all this stuff and all kinds of super cool survival guy. I can live off the land with nothing, right? I took a survival kit. I hope that's lesson enough because it's so much easier to affect mm -hmm. your survival when you have certain gear pieces. So obviously take it. All right. Last but not least, train in survival and first aid. Yeah, I think the the big thing here is to get into your basic class at a bare minimum. That's your American Heart Association, American Red Cross. I'm a big fan of uh, taking a course just slightly above that called Stop the Bleed, really quick and dirty class on trauma medicine. But at the same time, in the Tiny Survival Masterclass, we have a section in that course as well that you'll be able to check out, which we'd love for you to get into, obviously, and do some wilderness and remote first aid and some trauma medicine there as well. And Craig, I just want to say this is one of the first in our whole series of survival quick tips, and we're going to cover extensively, even free freebies, in survival and some even some first aid here too and but the vital survival portion of the tiny survival masterclass takes this all to another level yeah absolutely there we we all have to have levels where we're learning and i think that's a fantastic way of learning so we've set this up to be exactly that
Okay, everyone, so we are out of time for this segment of Survival Quick Tips, but in a moment, Craig and I are gonna continue our conversation with some bonus content for our Tiny Survival Masterclass students, including how to use the combat rule of threes to identify and respond to potentially dangerous situations before they become life-threatening. All right, everybody, what you need to do is you need to go check out tinysurvivalmasterclass.com. That's tinysurvivalmasterclass.com to further prepare yourself and the ones that you love. Because here's the thing. You can plug the gaps in your emergency plan by going there. You can dramatically improve your survival skills. And the big thing is you're going to increase your safety, your security, and overall emergency preparedness along the way in less time, less time than it takes to watch two movies on Netflix. And you can do it from the comfort of your home. What's not to like? I hope you like it. Click the link below to go to tinysurvivalmasterclass.com. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you're watching or listening to this. We thank you so much for doing that. That's helpful to us. And that way we can get you more survival quick tips. And check this out for a limited time. Dave and I can give you 10% off your next order of the Tiny Survival Guides and Kits at tinysurvival.com. That's 10% off. Just use the code QUICKTIPS10. That's QUICKTIPS10 for 10% off. And remember, the Tiny Guys make great, unique gift stocking stuffers for those that you care about, and they will appreciate it. So I think that's it. Help your brother out. Don't forget to share this content with others so that you can help them. As always, we want to do what we can to offer some free content along with everything else that we're doing to better prepare you for whatever may come. That's it, everybody. Until next time, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.